Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Thank you very much, Mr. Announcer Man. It is indeed the Two Guys at a Mic show, and it's a football Friday here on the show. We'll pick up some college football games, a little NFL football action here in Chicago. People getting at least semi-excited, actually more than semi-excited, pretty damn excited, about a Monday night matchup between Michael Vick and the Philadelphia Eagles at home, taking on our, can I call them, the suddenly resurgent... That's being a little bit too optimistic, but what the hell? It sounds good right now for the Open. The suddenly resurgent Chicago Bears in a Monday night football game. We'll analyze some of that, some baseball managerial happenings. Eh? <laughs> David also, we got to break down the Breeders' Cup a little bit. A little horse racing talk has to sneak in today's show. Let's listen to a little bit of uh, opening music, courtesy of producer extraordinaire David Olson, Big Dog, and a coach at you on the TalkSo.com. Indeed. Thanks again for joining us. Phone lines are open if you want to join us on a more personal nature. We highly encourage that. Remember, no groping allowed. We like the personal touch here, but not that personal. 888-463-6748 is the phone number. Again, 888-463-6748. Big Dog and a coach with you right up until 11 o'clock right now. Minus the Big Dog. He'll be checking in in just a minute. We got Beat the Schmoes, our famous uh, football Friday game. Every Any three games you want to pick against the spread, we will do that and... I might add. And David Olson, you were supposed to be surprised, but you uh, went behind door number two and found out we are bringing back a new competitor and beat the Schmoes just to spice things up a little bit. She's been uh, put down to rest a little bit this season. We're bringing her back today. Big Dog, as I welcome you to the show, I also inform you, and I know you're not aware of this, the beautiful, the lovely, and the somewhat sultrous Paradise will be making beat the Schmoes football picks today. How are you, Big Dog, and have you missed Paradise? Uh, no, not at all. What? If she can go back out of that hole she crawled out wow. of, I don't miss her. Big I dog. Don't miss her. No. What? I, I cannot <laughs> believe it. Okay, that's good. <laughs> how wow. are you gonna pull? How are you gonna pull off these three picks? I can only. I, I honestly. I really do need to get on the webcam and watch you do this. Oh okay? man, you went. You you went. Well, first of all, I did lose one of the dice. So paradise is going to have to be one dice spun twice. So it's a uh, slightly handicapped to paradise. But I thought you'd be excited. You want one eighty on me, three sixty, whatever you. I thought you'd be excited, you'd be thrilled, but you uh, you find it somewhat antagonistic, paradise. Yeah, you, you you don't remember the old stick from the last show, do you? Because I didn't like her back then either. Or you were just you. You're kind of oblivious to things going around you sometimes. You know, they're definitely the woman around. Huh? When there's a when there's a woman around, you're pretty much oblivious to everything. Well, so you know what? I'm not sure it matters if there's a woman around. I, you know, with the short term memory loss, I think oblivion probably uh, has entered into the top five adjectives you want to describe me right now. Sadly enough, but you know, sometimes it can be happy in oblivion. Big dog, you might want to try it sometime. Well, was it Mike Tyson? Didn't he fade off into Bolivia? <laughs> not Bolivia, <laughs> oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what he said. After he lost the fight, somebody asked him what's going to happen. He's like, <laughs> I'm going to fade up into Bolivia. 
sure the people in Bolivia were uh, real thrilled with that. Uh, they were. Yeah. Well, remember, Big Dog of Paradise and I both remind you to live out the dream. Follow your dreams, my friend. Follow your dreams. That is all of them except the one where you wear underwear to school. You might want to leave that one out. But outside of that, follow your dreams, my friend. No, I, I rather enjoyed that particular. Yeah, uh, I know you enjoyed it. The problem was the rest of your classmates didn't. So uh, that's why we put that well, one I ad in. You see, I, whenever I dreamed I was in my underwear, everybody else was in their underwear too. Coach. Ah. Not so bad. Okay. Well, you've heard the theory when you get up. Now, you're probably not afraid of making uh, speeches, but those that get a little bit nervous when they go up and make a speech or when they have to talk in front of people, you've heard of this theory. You know what I'm going to say, right? Uh, yes. You imagine people in their underwear, yeah. which sometimes, yeah, yeah that does really Or imagine the people with no clothes on at all, and it loosens things up a little bit. I don't, you know, it's a common speech therapy psychology thing, but I tried that here at thetalkzone.com, and there were only a few people to look at, and believe me, uh, it did many things to me, but loosen me up and find a sense of humor was not among the top two. You, you know, I, I remember I did ask sophomore. David Olson out the next night, but uh, go ahead. No, I, I, had, I had a teacher that uh, oh. I was totally terrified of actually doing a speech. Yep. Okay. I, would, I did not want to go up there, and then I realized how bad everybody else was. I was like, oh, it's not going to be so bad. I just went up there and winged it then. It wasn't mm-hmm. so bad right after I saw my classmates. Mm-hmm. Were you ever part of the uh, McMurray College debate team? Because I want to think, uh, besides being a tremendous athlete, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, a student class president at McMurray, I would have thought you would be a heck of a uh, debater, maybe you in the what? BS uh, category. Uh, they, they would not consider me a master, so I decided not to do it. So that, <laughs> oh, so man. I wasn't a master debater. I said no. Okay. I, I will, I, you know what? I didn't want to work my way up to, to, to get that like title. Yeah. So I have to admit, I didn't have, like most other things, I'm gung-ho and will do whatever what it takes. Mm-hmm. For the debating part, I just wanted, hey, just let me go to do the yep. final show, that, and that's it. It's but a strange, very strange group, the debaters. I, I know a few uh, kids <laughs> that are debaters in a high-intensity level. I actually know a friend of my son, believe it or not, who went to summer camp. A six-week, six-week debate summer camp, big dog. Talk about letting the good times roll, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, Coach? It's funny that you say that. Oh. Because now, now that I'm older, I'm starting to realize that people run in different circles. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm saying? And I, I'm starting to realize that now I'm involved in this tour guide circle. Yep. Now I'm starting to meet tour guides everywhere, and I'm realizing these tour guides, when they were in college, they ran in the circles of debaters. Interesting. So it's funny how my circles are crossing. It's like I'm in different circles that most other people don't cross mm-hmm. over into. Give so, us an idea what, uh, you know, you've been in many different professions. You've experienced the social life of, you know, shoe salesmen, of uh, travel agents and stuff. What is the nightlife? What's the party life? What's the social circuit like of people that direct tours for a living? I'm curious. Well, that, it by far, so, so far, Coach, it's been by far the, I would have to say, luckily I'm not in my mid-20s, I'm in my late 30s, <laughs> because I, I would be in very bad shape right now, is what I have to say, too. There is way too much temptation because everything is about, oh, you have tourists and people looking to party. So, like, every single bar in the area is like, hey, why don't you bring them over to us? Mm -hmm. So they're like, why don't you come over and eat dinner here? Oh, by the way, why don't you stay another hour? Oh, you're kind of funny. Why don't you hang out talk about us on the show? So, it's it's, Coach, it's not good for me, to be quite honest with you. 
Uh, it's probably going to kill me, make me live a lot less. But on the other hand, if someone is young and uh, somewhat energetic, and they uh, get invited to a tour director's party, it sounds like a, a good team could be, a good time could be had by, if not all, at least uh, you know sixty six point eight percent. Now, of all the tour guys that I've met, and even guys that are on the work for the other companies, they're all pretty much a good time coach. Okay. They're, they're all a good time. All right. I, you know, I haven't had as many professions as you, but over the years, I will absolutely put, and you know, things could have changed. It's been about 25 year break, but the recreation professional, when I was a park district uh, employee and uh-huh. they would have the recreation state conferences or some breakout sessions and stuff, <laughs> I will put the recreation professional's ability to party against any profession that I've seen so far. No, yeah, coach, I, I could understand that. Yep. And that would be definitely one type of convention I would would love to go to. Would yes. love to go to. And you and could definitely all, recreate. Now, I, I'm going to tell you, as a guy that worked at, at Nordstrom and saw hundreds of different kinds of conventions come through every single year and would, and would know when these people were coming through and when money was going to be dropped and, and who to party with was the restaurant convention. They, when they would come into McCormick Place, Coach, these people will come in and just drop so much money, I can't explain. And next thing you know, they'll be like, hey, you work at a nursery. Where should we go party around here? Why don't you go meet us out? I mean, these people, the restaurants. Yeah, but suddenly, and again, we have uh, was not planned here. I'm breaking off the detailed script that producer extraordinaire David Olson writes out for me each and every day. Uh, we didn't plan this, but if you want to check in and, uh, you know, is there a profession? Right now we got... Restaurateurs, recreation professionals, and tour directors that you think uh, might uh, party hardy a little bit more than those three. A great group to party with uh, a particular profession. 888-463-6748, the phone number, 888-463-6748. But Big Dog, somehow when I think of visiting, restaurateur, coming in town, it's like partying of a little bit more sleazy nature, if, if you catch my drift. <laughs> Well, okay, I, I, I'm not exactly sure what you mean by sleazy. Well, that, but it, it's kind of like people are normally serving people food and drink all of a sudden are deciding that. How about if I describe it like this? The, the, the restaurant people that are coming in town that you described, they're not they're not looking to have a good time. They're looking to get a good time or something like that. I don't know. That, that was not <laughs> okay. the way. Okay. Yeah. Now, well, I guess there is a little difference because you're talking about the, the, the recreation like uh, conventions, you're talking about like a 25 year old kid that's got like 50 bucks on him. Yep. You know, and he's gonna go out and, and buy himself a keg with his buddies, and then invite all the the girls that he saw down the hall. Yeah. Like, which is yep. bad. Some quality uh, females recreation professionals, if I remember correctly, Western Illinois, a prime prime producer, tremendous recruitment potential out of the leathernecks of Western Illinois. Now, I, I, Eastern Illinois, I always thought, well, as you know, as when I was in college, had definitely more potential because it was like four to one mm-hmm. women to to men ratio down there. Okay. So I never took advantage of any of that. So, Sam, surprised more people don't sign up at Eastern Illinois. At any rate, at any rate, we can throw that out today. Uh, different uh, professions that uh, party hardy or party well. Uh, big Dog and a coach at your serve football Friday today, Big Dog. Beat the schmo. Yeah. We started off by saying Paradise is going to make our picks. That's how we got sidetracked, but a uh, pretty good weekend of football coming up. And really, for us, Dog, it's it's a three-day weekend because at the tail end of it, we get the, the nice little dessert called the Eagles at the Bears. But uh, you got to be excited about a little football this weekend. Yeah, the the Bears go to Philadelphia and take on uh, the Eagles on Monday. But yeah, you know, two consecutive Sundays without the Chicago Bears. It, it doesn't happen very often. Yes, you know, so it's it's a little strange that it happened. 
it's us, but we'll have to deal with another football uh, with without the Bears on Sunday. But who cares about that? Saturday is loaded with a bunch of great matchup coaching, according and and also the greatest game that will ever be played in the regular season, which is uh, Alabama LSU, mm-hmm. which figures to be a outstanding matchup. I think I read where Vern Lundquist and who's Vern's a color guy, uh, uh, Gary Danielson. Yes. Vern and Gary, I, I don't think I've, I've uh, heard of Vern Lundquist all season long. Not sure I'm looking forward to it, but there's, it's right well, there for you. What are you talking about? He's phenomenal. He is? Those two are great. Okay. Vern Lundquist, you don't like Vern Lundquist? Come I didn't say I didn't like him. I, I'm just not quite as effusive as, as you would be. And, again, I haven't heard him this year, so I, I'm looking forward to get a Vern, my, my Vern fix. Gary Danielson I've always found to be an excellent color analyst. Yeah, yeah those two are so good. You know, I just I watch every single – 2.30 uh, SEC football game coach. I actually tape them. I'm not kidding. You know, it's funny as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I tape a big time game, and I always tape the 2.30 SEC game, which is Vern Luck with Gary Danielson. So mm-hmm. I hear every single – he's my new Keith Jackson. I, there's just something about the way he calls a game. So, like, I, I, there's so much – Enthusiasm and enjoyment of watching football by Vermont, mm-hmm. but I just I absolutely love watching him. Which is cool to hear because uh, you know whatever profession you're at, whatever work you choose to do or not choose to do, but you're still working. If you can still have enthusiasm for it, and Vern Lundquist has been announcing big. I, I remember him doing NFL games as a kid. So we're talking, you know, thirty, forty years, but he still has that enthusiasm for the game. That's great to hear. Oh, there's, yeah, there's no question. And you know, if you think about it, if your job is on Saturdays to dedicate about four and a half hours and mm-hmm. three hours of them speaking about the greatest football played on earth. Yeah, that's not that's not so bad. Yep. Yep. And you don't need to feign that enthusiasm. In fact, no, you, no, you, not at all. you couldn't do it because uh, football aficionados like you would read right through that. But that's that's the real thing. Heck yeah. So yeah. I guess they're calling the, this a primetime game. So uh, is it on Channel 2? Is it a CBS game coach? Or is it, I was assuming it's ESPN because there's been a billion little things on uh mm-hmm. uh on uh, I'm going to find out right yeah. now because well, I, I, I got it right for money. you I got it right, I got it right here for you and remember don't assume because it makes a ass out of you and me your assumption would be wrong it is on uh, WBBM channel 2 Oh it is here in okay. Chicago cool. CBS wherever you might be yeah. Oh, that's going to be one. Seven o'clock. Of yeah. okay, I'm taping it right now, as a matter of fact. ESPN2 at the same time you've got Kansas State and Oklahoma State pretty good game ESPN and you, you can watch Louisiana Tech take on Fresno State. Is Gary Crowden still coaching down Louisiana Tech? Uh, coach, he's the he's the offensive coordinator for LSU, and ah. they run the ball every single down. Wow, wow, that's almost like let's, he's let's, so. Les Miles grabbed him by the neck and slammed him on the ground and said, "Put two tight ends and a fullback on the field. Our defense is the best in the country." So I like it. So wow. Pass happy Gary Crowden. In horse racing terms, and we're going to talk a little horse racing today because <laughs> the Breeders' Cup is right there for you. Um, he it sounds like Gary Crowden has been neutered. <laughs> no, maybe Gary Crowden grew a brain. Like, hey, how does this particular team need to win football games uh, by an offensive game plan? Oh, their defense doesn't get scored upon and can score. So our offense, you know what, let's mm-hmm. take care of the ball, get first down. Don't do something stupid. Take advantage when we can, and 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 play championship football. And that's yeah. what both Alabama and LSU have done all season long, coach. It's not like they they play afraid. They don't do it at all because their defenses are so good they can take a risk. But you mm-hmm. know they don't do it just 
to do it. They and they played solid football all season long. Football really analyst like Joel Radwanski, better known to his uh, female fans and a couple of male fans, including Bobby from Bolingbrook, as the big dog, joining us here on the Two Guys in a Mike Show. Phone lines are open at triple eight four six three six seven four eight. Big dog, along with the football talk, I'm going to uh, every once in a while throw in one of the races in the Breeders' Cup happening today and. Um, I know you're making your football picks, but you are going to tell us, and I know you're not an expert on it, but I want instinct, I want hint, I want hunch on who's going to win. And the first one I'm going to throw at you is the Juvenile Sprint. And the Breeders' Cup, folks, the best of the best. It's the greatest day of horse racing for us horse racing fans that are out there, which is about one in a hundred of us. But the uh, Juvenile Sprint, Big Dog uh, Seeker, Blackie the Bull, Secret Circle, Holden Bullets, or Vexor? Uh, I'll go with Vexor, Coach. Vexor. Five, five to one odds for Vexor. You're picking Vexor? Well, uh, that was the last one that I actually heard, Coach. <laughs> so you're picking that because you didn't pay attention to the first four, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Come on, man. And down the stretch, they come the excitement of horse racing, big dough. Horse racing fever, catch it. Well, you know what? Uh, there's this guy, Donnie Abram, yep. who's a professional prognosticator okay. and actually gets paid to do it. And he sent me picks, and this guy has actually hired me to do actually the best jobs that I've ever been paid for, like the best wages and the coolest jobs that I've ever gotten mm-hmm. have been through this guy, Donnie Abrams. And he's like, hey, you know what, pickle horse races. And he sent me a bunch of a bunch of picks, Coach. So if uh, if you want to find out what these picks are, everybody, just uh, send an email to Joel Redwanski at yahoo.com, and I'll send it, and I'll forward you all these professional picks. And there's only about six of the races, so it's not all of them, but he's basically all told right. you which particular ones uh, to play. It's so outstanding. you might want to check it out. A little bonus for our uh, two guys at a mic listeners. Very nice. Okay. Now, okay. is there a charge for that, or is that free? No, 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 not at all. No, okay. This is my guy, so he's like, he's going to go on air with it, so, okay. and, so, but... I, I was asking the question, you know, that our listeners probably anticipate. You call that number high. This is Joel Redwanski for today's so Breeder Cups pick. I got, I got his. Yeah, you don't. We don't have to do that. Okay. So for for us, for us listeners, you don't have to pay any of that stuff. I have his picks, and he has no problem with us. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've, I've made him a lot of money this year, so he's like here. Give right, pick, very give good. Well, well, we'll intersperse a little horse race talk throughout the show, and Big Dog has already made his first pick. Ladies and gentlemen, in the juvenile sprint, go with Vexor. Right now, a Big Dog, I want to get, head out to the phone lines, and uh, I'll let you make the call, Dog. We can go to line 2, 7, line 14, or for some odd reason, line 65 is lit. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, number 2. Two. Because it's the, oh, yeah, number two goes. It's the only prime even number I'm going to go down. Okay. Very good. Out to line two we go, the prime even number, and it is uh, Wisconsin. John checking in, and I'm going to assume he's here to play beat the Schmoes. How are you, Wisconsin, John? I'm uh, doing good, Coach. Doing good, big dog. How's everything going at the two guys in the wow. mic show? Big John, uh, you I'm sound. Doing all right. Hey, baby, you might want to try some coffee. I was going to say, you sound like you're a little blocked up. No, I'm just trying to keep it low. I'm not trying to get my, uh, okay. my energy high because my wife don't like when I scream in the house. Could be on the witness protection program. Who know? We we don't like to get. We love our listeners, Big Dome, but we don't. Sometimes it's not healthy to get to know them too well. If you know no. what I mean. Now, does she think you're on the phone with your bookie? Are you like in the bathroom trying not to get caught gambling? Because <laughs> that used to no. be. Actually, I told her I'm on the phone with the cable company trying to figure out what the cable bill's all about. Uh. No, I'm doing this. Well, believe oh, me. She won't bother you then, I promise you. She definitely won't bother you. 
If you're, if you're <laughs> bet- between being on hold with the cable company and talking to the big dog and the coach, I think uh, there's not many being battles we can win, big dog, but I think we get the edge in that one. I don't know about that. I think being oh. on hold with the cable company might be a little more. Come on, Bear. They have better music. You're killing me there. Killing me. <laughs> All right. Uh, Big John beat the Schmoes of any three games versus the point spread. I know your Wisconsin teams, the Badgers of late, not so good. Your Milwaukee Brewers got knocked out. You were riding high for a while. Things went south on you a little bit, but you still have your beloved Green Bay Packers to hold your head up. You know, we have the Green Bay Packers coach, and Green Bay Packers are looking really good. I just seen a press conference with Aaron Rodgers yesterday telling everybody that when he became the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, everybody had low expectations of uh, Aaron Rodgers. But he said he started his first game with a chip on his shoulders, and a couple years later, he still has that chip on his shoulders. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is probably right now the best quarterback in the NFL. And if if anything, he is really taken his own shadow and gotten away from the Brett Favre era. Yeah, I, I would completely agree. He is a star. I mean, he, right now he's the best player in the NFL, I think, Big Dog. Wouldn't you say that? Yeah, he's the MVP so far yeah. this season. And 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 uh, Wisconsin, John, don't even bring up Brett Favre and the whole Aaron Rodgers discussion. He always stayed above the fray. I mean, legitimately, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is better than Brett Favre ever was. At any point in Brett Favre's career, Aaron Rodgers is better. And if you consider the teams that Favre had around him in the mid-'90s, is superior to what Aaron Rodgers has around him right now, even though... Everybody's hey, raving about how great the Packers are. Could you could I you guys just imagine? Could you guys just imagine if an Aaron Rodgers would have started two years earlier than he did, and really, he he would have surpassed you know Marino. He would have surpassed any other you know quarterback in NFL history, in my opinion, of being the best quarterback in history. And right now, he's just you know, a lot of people are saying he's still beyond his a little. A little bit beyond his prime. I don't think he is. I think he's right in the middle of it. I think he's, you know, going into a, a, a season that is just remarkable for him and the Green Bay Packers, probably the top offense in the whole NFL. I don't think those two years are going to be the difference of whether he's going to be considered the, the greatest quarterback of all time. And, uh, you know, when you, if you're talking, like, statistically, and all that. I mean, Dan Reno's records and, and Brett Favre's records are all going to be destroyed by Peyton Manning, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers will ever even come, come close to that. Right. But the greatest of all time, Aaron Rodgers, are you putting him in that discussion, Wisconsin John? Did you really say that? I did. I think, you know, when Aaron Rodgers' career is said and done, I think Aaron Rodgers will be the, the best of all time. Mm-hmm. I, you know, he's got to do a little more longevity, Big Dog, but yeah, I, I will tell you, my years of watching. Uh, NFL football watching quarterbacks, I, I put him in one of the best I have ever seen. So I, I put him in that team picture at least. Well, without a doubt, you can say that from the start of his career, he can still be in the team picture of, yep. yes, that's how you would start the career of the greatest quarterback mm-hmm. of all time. Okay. And I'll tell you the reason why. I'll tell you guys the reason why I'm saying that is because what other quarterback do you know that can pass to any any receiver, any running back, anybody, any tight end that he has on that field that guy just has great, great wide range and could see the wide open receivers. And I mean, the guy is just remarkable. I mean, he could pass to 12 different guys on that field, including if a lineman checks in as an eligible receiver, I bet he could get him the ball. Yeah, uh, Brady and Breeze are pretty good, pretty good with that, too. You know what the funny thing is? 
Aaron Rodgers, you can start talking about how great he is, and, and we, he's definitely great. There's no question the Packers are in the running for another Super Bowl championship. Uh, two years from now, we might be saying Cam Newton is the greatest athlete that has ever walked the earth the way that he's developing as a quarterback mm-hmm. down in, in Carolina. So it's so funny. Right now, we can definitely talk about Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in football, period. There's no doubt about that. That position seems to change because I swear to you, four weeks ago, people were talking about Tom Brady was the greatest ever. So <laughs> five okay. weeks from now, who knows what's going, to, what's going to be happening. Eli Manning may be the greatest quarterback that's ever walked the earth at that point. All right, Big John, let's make your picks. And uh, first one, I got you down. You're taking San Diego on the points against Green Bay, right? <laughs> Actually, you know, Coach, it's, it's funny that you say that. Uh, the Green Bay Packers get five and a half in this. Um, I don't see the Green Bay Packers winning this game by five and a half. Ooh. The defense is struggling a little bit. Um, I, I, you know, they're giving up a whole lot of points in these games that they're playing. Although Aaron Rodgers probably got the top offense in the NFL right now, I am, I, I'm, I'm picking the Green Bay Packers to win this game wow. by five and a half. I'm going to take San Diego. In this. Wow. Wisconsin John are over the top Badger fan, the Bratwurst boy himself taking San Diego and the points against the Packers. David Olson is shocked and dismayed, or at least he's dismayed. Uh, Green Bay <laughs> has never, uh, Green Bay has covered the spread every single time wow. this season. So not only every undefeated, time. but they've covered every time. Wow. You know, I'll tell you what, David, that you're absolutely true about that. And, but they are in, in San Diego. I believe this is going to be a test in that. Um, off coming off of a bye week, I think just I don't think the Green Bay Packers are going to win by five and a half. I think they're going to okay. win by a field goal. All right. And, and Joe, the Duke Crispino right now is rolling over, not his grave yet, <laughs> because because you do not say in pro football you don't say that a team is going to win but not cover. That's that that's how he, that's how, he says if you bet like that, you're going to end up homeless on Rush Street. <laughs> just to let you know. Yeah, there there could be worse things. All right, game two, Big uh, Big John uh, playing Beat the Schmoes here, the two guys in a mic show, our favorite parlor game. Uh, you can, too, at 888-463-6748. Next game in the docket, Wisconsin, John. The Boilermakers are in Madison, Wisconsin, playing against the Badgers this weekend. Oh, the Badgers boy. are favored by 25 and a half. Wow. You know, you're going to you're gonna tell me, well, wow, you're not going to take the Green Bay Packers at their five and a half, but you're going to take the Badgers at their 25 and a half. I believe the Badgers... We'll go beyond that cover. I'm going to take the Badgers. Torn on this one, Big Dog, because it's an angry Wisconsin team looking for revenge. But uh, I still remember watching Purdue beat Illinois, and I'm surprised. Michigan beat them that easy last week. Somehow, some way, I'm still a Purdue fan. Uh, Wisconsin's going to lay the wood on somebody. Can, I cannot believe they've lost consecutive games the way they did. On a yep, Hail Mary, and then basically another Hail Mary, let's be honest. Braxton Miller was just flinging that ball. 25 and a half, though, Doc. Yeah, 25 and a half for them is they basically have to beat them by a touchdown every quarter, and it would make that would okay. make sense. Okay. So. All right. We got you down for the Badgers. Uh, Wisconsin, John, game three. This could be the decider. Game three is obviously the game of the week. It's number one versus number two, LSU at Alabama. Alabama favored by four and a half in this game. I'm taking the Tigers, LSU in this game. Shocking. Big dog, you're speechless. Uh, I'm, I'm, that's, a, that's an extremely smart pick. I'm going to be involved in that particular game later on. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you guys do not, uh, you know, we, we've got a couple of emailers, you know, pick like Troy against, you know, uh, you know, Southwest Missouri State games like that. Both of you guys not afraid to come out with the biggie and make a pick on that. I respect well, that. You, you know, probably I always, both be wrong, I think, but I respect it. 
I pick the three biggest college games every week. At least I try to, Coach. I try to. And by the way, just to let you know, who did, and I'm not complaining here, like I have Wisconsin at 26 and a half, which is cool, but it's 25 and a half. And I have LSU right now getting five on everything on Vegas Insider, Coach. So mm-hmm. uh, we can give him five because I was going to take five, but I'll take four and a half anyway, Coach. I'll okay. take four and a half. Uh, Wisconsin, John, before we let you go, the big dog uh... – Feigned disinterest. Actually, I don't think it was feigned. It was real disinterest. So I'll let you make the next pick. We're doing Breeders' Cup. Race number two today, 4.50, the tip-off time. The Juveniles, Philly Turf. My Gigi, Stop Shopping Maria, Sweet Cat, Royal Bonnie, Pure Gossip, or Dear Lavinia. Well, Coach, i got to tell you, my wife's name is Maria, and she loves to shop down in Chicago. There it is. got to go with the horse. Stop shopping Maria. <laughs> Stop shopping Maria. There it is in the uh, second race today at the Breeders' Cup, Big Doug. There you go. See, that was made for that was made for Wisconsin John right there, Coach. No question about it. You could tell your wife, Maria, that uh, Javier, pardon the expression, but Javier Catalana will be riding on her. Like I said, Javier Catalano will yes. be writing on her. I will yep. tell her that. Thank you very much. Todd Pletcher is the trainer. Wisconsin, John, we appreciate the call. And if you go uh, 3-0, and we will never again invite you back on the show. <laughs> Coach, big dog, thanks again, man, and great show. Later. Wisconsin, John. There it is, Wisconsin, I'm John. I'm going to have to thank him for Cecil Fielder, Coach. Thank you, pardon? Never mind that. You were talking about how he was a Brewer fan. Well, I think Cecil Fielder is going to end up being the first baseman of Prince. my beloved Chicago Cubs. Prince. Prince. His father is Prince. Cecil. Yeah. Well, because uh, Cecil, he'd come a lot cheaper than Prince would, though. <laughs> he'd that, probably play for about fifty grand next year. That is sure. true. That is true. Football Friday here on the Two Guys in a Mike Show. Phone lines open, 888 Real quick, big dog, uh, the managerial search is going on for your favorite team, the Chicago Cubs. They've already released Mike Quade. They called Ryan Sandberg, surprisingly, and said you're not a candidate. We want someone with experience, any... Um, do you think they're just searching around? They're going to go with Terry Francona, or do you think they're making a legitimate managerial search? Anybody you you like at this point? Yeah, I, I think they're making a legitimate uh, managerial search. I do not think they're bringing in uh, Tito Francona. And uh, the manager that I want, that I don't even think they're looking at, I don't even know if I've, I've actually heard this brought up, but I want Bobby Valentine to be the manager of the Chicago Cubs. Mm, wow. Really bad, so. That's what I want, because... I mean, the guy is going to expect to win. If he can give four or five years to the Chicago Cubs, they will be either winning a World Series or on their way to winning a World Series. With mm-hmm. he can coach baseball, coach, and uh, you know, Kim Tim Kirchin is right. He's a writer and for ESPN.com, and he's on ESPN all the time. And he says he's the greatest baseball mind not working in baseball right now. And I believe him. After I, I hear this guy talk all the time. If he would be the manager of the Chicago Cubs, they'd be much better off. Uh, not convinced. Uh, I'm not going to argue his baseball mind. The guy's been around baseball for a long, long time. Not going to argue at all his passion for the game. I think the guy's probably as saturated into baseball as any person I've ever seen. But where I would worry a little bit is his personality. I don't even know how to describe it. A little quirky, kind of strange sense of humor, not laid back, not quiet. He's kind of out there a little bit. Maybe... Now in his later years, he'd tone that back a little bit. But I'm just not sure, Big Dog, that today's modern player, after the first couple of months, if his 
and again, it's hard to put a handle on his personality, but, uh, you know, if, if the young kids today could be motivated long term by the type of personality, whatever you want to call it, type A of a Bobby Valentine. And you know what? I'd rather have our baseball players a little bit on edge. Why not? I mean, it's there's been a lot of successful managers. I mean, Larusa's a, a Type A manager. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and he's been pretty successful. There's been, I mean, uh, Joe Torre expected a lot out of people. He wasn't as, you know, uh, I guess uh, he wouldn't like be as affronting as Bobby Valentine was, but. Coach, I have no problem with that. Mike Quade was like the nicest guy in the world. That didn't really help the Cubs too much last season. Mm-hmm. Mike Quade. Back on your back, big smile guy. Yeah, you know? and a good coach, Mike Quade, by the way. Any team would be very lucky to have him. And I mentioned before as we depart Mike Quade, and I was a supporter of his, the one thing I liked about him, Big Dog, you don't see it with professional coaches these days anymore, at least from we can see in the public. He actually coached. He taught. He talked to people. You watch a lot of head coaches. You watch a football game. You know, you picture, you watch the head coach of college football, the head coach of pro football. They're not doing a whole lot of coaching. The assistants are doing the coaching. Mike Quade would actually go out to the pitcher's mound and, and, and instruct and talk, and he'd get guys in the dugout, and he would coach them. The guy's a hell of a baseball mind. Maybe too nice of a guy. Maybe he didn't have that uh, certain aura, um, you know, that the players look up to. But, but Mike Quade could work for me any day of the week. He'll find another job in baseball, no question. Well, I don't know if I can afford him, but I've let him work for me too, Coach. As a matter of fact, I got a lot of grass to be cut in my backyard. <laughs> Smartass. Well, no, no, I like Mike Quade. I'm not a center ripping the guy. So it's it's obviously an important decision that Theo Epstein's uh, going to have to make here. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much input Jed Hoyer is going to have, and. I don't like stipulations, I guess, but the only stipulation that they put out this whole thing, you got to have at least coach, pro coach or major league coaching experience. It was just a okay. put out the fire about the whole Ryan mm-hmm. Sandberg thing. Okay. Do it, you think important, though. the manager that they choose, is this is this a stepping stone manager, or do you think the guy that uh, Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer and Jason, uh, somebody nicknamed him already, get off of my cloud, uh, that triumvirate, their first choice, that going to be the guy, or is this a stepping stone position while they build a team? And then in three, four years, they bring in the manager that gets them over the top. That's a, that's a really, really intriguing question, Coach. And and I'm, that's exactly why it's hard for me. That's why I don't mind the whole Bobby Valentine thing. That's why I was kind of setting up what I was saying, that the organization would be going in the right direction because at least they would realize that baseball is you know, a disciplined sport and you have to go about it in a kind of a regimented way and you have to figure out what you need. You know, Maybe they like the way Bobby Valentine did it, but at least you realize you needed some type of regimen. So that's why I, I would like to have someone like that to lay a, a foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're talking about a guy that, let's t- try to do both. So if you wanted to do both, don't you steal uh, Joe Madden from the Tampa Bay Rays? Yep. <laughs> That'd be awfully nice. Him as the manager of the Chicago Cubs, I would take that in a second. Yeah. I don't know if he can get out of, I don't know whether the Cubs have to go down there and just buy him out. I'm sure the Tampa Bay Rays would do pretty much anything. You give him like five million bucks cash, they'll mm-hmm. probably give him Joe Madden. They seem to be interviewing a lot of, um, not necessarily guys that have had managerial experience, but a lot of those either bench coach or third base coach guys, the ones that have been like one step away from the big job, but they've had a lot of major league experience. That seems to be. Yeah, including the first guy that they're interviewing, what, Pete 
McKinnon, McKinnon from the Philadelphia Phillies. But that seems to be the route they're going. An experienced guy who hasn't been a manager is ready to take that next step. Yeah, the Phillies have been in a lot of pennant races uh, the last couple of years, and and obviously they've been in the World Series. So, you know, he's been around that a lot and, and knows what it takes, to, at least of recent vintage postseason baseball. So that mm-hmm. you know, decisions like that might not be a bad might be not, uh, might not be a bad way to go, but. I really do think they want to make a splash, big name. Otherwise, maybe there's just so much money invested already. Maybe you're right, and they do just get like a mm-hmm. developmental guy in here for the next couple of years. Yeah, I don't think they're looking to make a big splash. Yeah, yeah, who's out there that they can make a make a splash? I don't, with? I don't even. Think, I mean, even if there was, do you think that that's their primary thought process? Let's make a big splash. I don't think so. Well, no, well, a little bit of both. Okay. Uh, they want to. They want Cub fans to. Well, I guess this whole just hiring Theo Epstein has got people revved up right now. So I guess that does they don't need any more momentum in terms of name brand in terms of hiring somebody. Mm-hmm. So, but like if they did hire a Bobby Valentine, that would be a pretty big story around uh, professional sport. Mm-hmm. Interesting too, and as much as you don't want to like these guys because they're young, they're sharp, they're on top of the world, you know, good-looking guys. They got the charisma the whole. You're looking for some negative. But the more you listen to him talk, and again, I'm talking about Theo Jed and Jason Goodoff and McLeod, the triumvirate they're they're really sharp and also big doll. They they think outside the box. That's what I like. Very unique way of approaching things, including I don't know if you read about it at the interview process. They're not just like interviewing the manager in the normal, you know, sit down and let's pick your brain type interview. Because they said, hey, there's some guys that could be great interviewers. And turn out to be crappy managers. Some guys that you know can't interview worth a lick, but are really good managers. They're actually showing video of the game. They're watching games with the interviewee and having okay. the guy take notes as he goes along, and then stopping at certain times. What decision would you make here, and why? They want to know his thought process, and it's a a totally different way of doing that. I like that fact about again. You almost look for ways to dislike these guys, big dog, but they're they're pretty sharp triumvirate. That's awfully good. I like that, Coach. That makes a lot of sense. That makes, you know what? Why not put the guy? Live? I've always, I've always felt that. Like when I've been in an interview, I always want to be like, why don't we just, like, actually, let me show you that I can actually do the job. Yep. You know what I mean? So that's it's funny that they would actually do that. Yeah. You're interviewing a teacher or a coach instead of sitting there talking to him for an hour. You know what experience have you had? What would you do? You you put that teacher in a classroom. And go sit in the back of the classroom, and you can tell more in 20 minutes than you can in a two-hour interview. Yeah, without question. Yeah. Without question, Coach. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, if, yeah. <laughs> all right. Hey, getting yeah, off the or getting back to the football topic here, we got an email coming in. Mike, two guys, AOL.com, M-I-C, and the number two. Mike, two guys at AOL.com. If you want to uh, send some emails in, we'll read them out over the air. But uh, Northwestern fan, he calls himself Kiss My Cats. Kiss oh. My Cats he wants to know uh do the Wildcats have any chance of pulling off the upset in Lincoln, Nebraska, Saturday? Please say that. Uh, yes. Well, yeah, of course they have a chance. It's Big Ten football. But I would have to say the chances don't look good, Coach. I mean, let's face it. Nebraska can really, really, really run the football. And Northwestern's biggest uh, Achilles heel over the last couple of years is stopping the run. So mm-hmm. uh, they really have to bow up is the best way I'm going to say. And obviously – you know you're going to give up a lot of points to that massive Nebraska offensive line and running backs and Taylor Martinez running all over the place. So uh, I would have to say Dan Persa 
is going to have to have one of those games where if he was really going to be a Heisman Trophy winning candidate, he'd have to have that game this particular Saturday in order for Northwestern to actually have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. All right. So an array of hope for Kiss My Cats. Yes, there is, without a doubt. Okay. you got Dan Person and that offense in Northwestern. You know what I mean? You get yourself a return in a kicking game, maybe Taylor Martinez with a moronic interception return for a touchdown, which is <laughs> very likely. Let's face it, Coach, it's likely. They're 17-and-a-half-point underdogs. I would bet on Nebraska minus the 17-and-a-half. Yeah, and I think you're right about Nebraska's offensive strategy, considering the fact Northwestern has trouble uh, tackling and stopping the run. They're going to give the ball early and often to uh, the big boy, Rex Burkholder, I think his name is. Yeah. And, and you know, it's not just they have a problem tackling. They have a problem getting off blocks. That's yep. what Northwestern's problem has been the last they they have they wear Velcro on their uniform. They get stuck to offensive linemen and they just get pushed mm-hmm. around. Okay. All right, very Sorry, good. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. You got any college football games you want the big dog to uh, wax poetic on? Give you some thoughts on? Nobody better in the business than my good friend the big dog. Feel free to give us a call, or again you can email at mike two guys aol dot com. Any other uh, foot college games out there, dog? That particularly intrigue you? Well, the, the, there's a couple, and, and I have two of them in my uh, in my beat the smoke picks along with uh, the big game this week. So I, I won't go into that. But uh, South Carolina taking on uh, uh, going to Arkansas in a massive game because South Carolina has a chance to represent the SEC East. I think that should be uh, a really good football game. But the other two that I like, I'll, I'll talk about in our beat the smoke picks. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, do you think Arkansas hangs on and wins, or South Carolina? Who's even favored in that game? Uh, Arkansas is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Arkansas has done a phenomenal job this year considering how, how many injuries they've had. They only have one loss. And if they could win this game, and then if they can beat LSU, and if LSU beats uh, if LSU beats Alabama, you're talking about Arkansas still has a chance, still would have a chance, believe it or not, at the national championship and the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. Arkansas has not fallen out of the picture, even though nobody else has even considered them at all in this picture, mm-hmm. but that's the way it could happen for them. Uh, Arkansas is down to their third-string defensive ends coach. Their top four defensive ends in their uh, system, in their whole entire program, are out for the season. And defensive ends are a pretty important position in the defense, as, as I'm sure that you know. So uh, they've done a good – and there's Niall Davis, their number one running back, has been out all year. So it's one of the better stories in all the uh, college football. They also got this Ryan Wilson kid. I know everybody's talking about Andrew Luck, and he is the number one, but when I hear Landry Jones and Matt Barkley and Russell Wilson, who I love, I really like Russell Wilson as like the next top pros. This Wilson kid from Arkansas coach I think is actually the the second best college uh, football prospect. Interesting. Need to watch him play. I will tell you, I kind of like Arkansas because one of my theories when I make picks is good teams that had a bad game the week before but somehow are able to pull that game out to victory, and Arkansas did that against Vanderbilt. They really didn't deserve to win, but they came back and beat them. I think they were 14 or 17 down. I think when you get that kind of reprieve, there's a psychological pressure release. More often than not, dog, the next week, they come out and play free and easy and very effective. So I'll go with you on the Arkansas pick. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Now, that isn't my beat to smoke, though. No, I know that. Okay. I know that. By, by the way, you know me. I've got good insight. I can't necessarily predict games, but I can more often than not tell you what was going to be one of the better games, and I am predicting Arizona State University at UCLA. The Bruins fighting for their lives. Rick Neuheisel, the head coach, and the coaching staff fighting for their jobs. 
and they've uh, won a couple little bit. They bounce back a little bit. Arizona State six and two, having a good year. I think ASU at UCLA might be the best, most uh, contested college football game of the weekend. Doug. No, that, well, that's you really just picked one off of the. <laughs> that is definitely one right down the, uh, the bottom of the list for one that you would pick to be the most contested. So I hope you're wrong because I'm not going to pay any attention to that game whatsoever. <laughs> okay. All right. It is time, my friend, for Beat the Schmoes. Yes, it is. Uh, and I think I'm, I'm thinking we're going to win this week, Coach. Okay. But it's up to David Olson to see who goes where. Very good. Oh, we're going to let David Olson pick. All right. Now, don't forget we got Paradise, so you can go in the one spot. Two-spot, three-spot, four-spot, David Olson. If you're just joining us, Beat the Schmoes, our football prediction game. Other shows play Beat the Pros. We're here on the Two Guys in a Mike show play Beat the Schmoes. Yes, David? I'll bet clean if, if it's all the same. Four-spot. Yep. All right. Should we let Paradise lead off, Big Dog? Yeah, you, you might as well get this over with. <laughs> Boy, the... Uh... Uh, I got I to gotta give the three games. I got. Uh, we have all to have right. the three games ready. And obviously, I'm going to go uh, the, the LSU-Alabama game. Uh, first, and obviously you go, I guess, favorite first, coach. Alabama, the home team goes first, or the road team goes first. Wait, are you making your picks now? No, no, you, the Paradise is going, right? Oh, okay, are you picking the games for Paradise? Yeah, or are you picking the games? No, no, that's fine. All right, LSU and Alabama. Let's, uh, real quick, let's spin the dice. We got a four for LSU. And we got a, I came up with two fours in a row, so I'm still spinning for Alabama here. A six for Alabama, Paradise. Paradise likes the home squad, Nick Saban and the boys. Okay, well, that, that's another one that she'll get wrong. Now, the other yeah. big game of the week that nobody's talking about is, uh, Coach, the Jets go to Buffalo. And this is the Jets uh, season is on the brink going into Buffalo. That's a good game. Maybe the mm-hmm. best, most competitive, uh, interesting matchup in the NFL. Let's see what Paradise has to say. Again, if you're new to the show, the beautiful, the lovely, the sultrous, Paradise is literally... A pair of dice. Thank you very much. Making the picks and typically paradise. The reason Joel doesn't like paradise is because with all your insight and your research, paradise, the spinning of the dice, typically is just as good as the rest of us. All I right. wouldn't say that. I would. Jets get a six. Buffalo's in trouble. Buffalo got a six. Jets get a six. Buffalo gets a five. Paradise likes Rex Ryan and the New York Football Jets, Paradise. Shocking. This is scintillating. Actually, not that shocking. All right, give me a game three for the beautiful and the lovely Paradise. Well, since everybody else is talking about it, uh, we're talking about God's son. The Denver Broncos go into the Oakland Raiders in uh, the Field of Doom to take on Oakland. Okay. Denver Broncos get a two in the Oakland Raiders scintillating sports talk radio. I'm sure the live webcast, the ratings are yeah, going way up here. Phenomenal. A two. It's unbelievable. I can't spin off of a two. <laughs> All right. We got a, oh, a six for Denver. If I roll a six, this game is over. A three for Oakland. The Denver Bronco could be the beautiful, lovely paradise going with that Team Tebow factor. You know how females tend to swoon there, Doug. Yes. Yes, they do. They do. He's got the Brian Bauer look. So yeah. it looks good. And she picked Nick Saban in Alabama. The females go wacko over Nick Saban. Now, Rex Ryan is not exactly a female magnet, but two out of three is not bad for Paradise. Yeah, but they have Mark Sanchez on the team. Ah, there you go. It's a sexist thing to say, but it appeared, at least in her first game back, the beautiful and lovely Paradise might have been swayed by some of the uh, male persuasion, if you will. But anyhow, Paradise picks her in. All right. Dog, you want to go second or third in the lineup? (laughs) I'll just get it over it now, if you don't mind. 
Go ahead. Okay, I got three college games. Uh, first college game, Michigan goes into Iowa as a four-point favorite. I know Michigan's played some really good football. Iowa's always their Achilles heel. Iowa wins as a four-point underdog at home at Niles wow. You can book that one. Wow. What has happened to Iowa? They lost last week to Minnesota, right? Yeah, don't worry, Coach. They're going to be Michigan. Well, well you know what? I've been saying that because I'm a huge Kirk Ferentz fan. You know, Sawa, you keep thinking, right, they've had a couple down years. He's going to turn it around. But this is their third or fourth eh, year, and they lose to Minnesota. You're waiting to see the improvement? I, I don't know, Big Dog. Kirk Ferentz might have lost his magic a little bit in uh, in Iowa. Okay, well, I definitely will take those four points and keep my fingers crossed now, and hopefully the magic is still there for, for Ferentz for at least one more weekend. I remember right. last year, right, they lost somebody bad. I think it was Northwestern, and then the next week they beat an undefeated Michigan State at home. Okay. So that's, I'll go with that. I'll All go right. with that type of thought. Remember, while your okay. fingers are crossed, keep your hand off my thigh. That's not my hand. And that's not my thigh. All right, pick number two. Now, uh, Oregon goes into Washington, UW, Husky Stadium as a 17-point favorite. That's way too much. Washington has a great offense coach. Uh, they're definitely top 15 in the country offensively, so that's a lot of points to be getting. I know Oregon is a, a great program, and they're actually starting to click the last couple of weeks and playing some great football, but I'll take those 17 points as a home underdog for the for the Washington Huskies. By the way, Washington's defense is very bad. It's very, very bad, and normally I don't usually gamble with teams that uh, have bad defense. Now, speaking of bad defenses, now we're talking about the two greatest defenses in the country, Statistically and all the other ways that you want to look at it, LSU and Alabama coach, uh, Louie goes into Big Al's house. LSU, as a four and a half point underdog, will upset Alabama. I know it won't be an upset because these guys are even. Uh, I like, uh, LSU in this game and people are just going to shake their heads how, uh, the Mad Hatter, Les Miles, trips, falls in the stadium, gets up, doesn't know where he's at, and Nick Saban has, knows everything totally. And Nick Saban knows how he loses the game, and Les Miles can't even figure out how he won it. But LSU wins the game, Coach. <laughs> oh, kind of a backhanded compliment to head coach There's Les no Miles. Question. How does Les Miles do it, Coach? Is he fooling all of us? Is he dumb as a fox? Is he one of those guys? No. That guy, how does, he is a complete fool. And and I and I love Les Miles, Coach. I played for him in a second. I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful or mean or anything. I, he is goofy. And he is leading one of the greatest college football programs in the history of the sport. Yeah, maybe he's got great assistant coaches. That's yeah, he does something right. Yeah, just I think it's his like I don't care attitude, and because of that, like his team knows we're going for it on fourth down. Yeah, we're when, when the game is on the line, we don't play prevent defense. We play zero coverage and blitz your quarterback and put him on his back. You know, like they play to win, and I think that like that attitude, that goofy like. I don't give a darn attitude as translated into that team always playing incredible in big football games. I'm going to give credit to the assistant coaches. You're only as good as the uh, people underneath you, Big Doug, which I know has been a motto of your social life for many, many years as well. All right. Uh, Beat the schmoes. The dog has spoken. The beautiful and lovely paradise has spoken. Wisconsin John checked in. I'll make my picks and then the hottest pistol this side of – this side of Naperville will make his picks. That's our producer, David Olson. I'm going NFL all three games. Big dog Miami Dolphins at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I've become a believer. I got the KC Chiefs going five and three. They're giving up four points to the Miami Dolphins. I think Todd Haley keeps things rolling with the KC Chiefs. The Dolphins lose yet again. I will take Kansas City. Game the two. Chiefs are, 
the Chiefs are only a four-point favorite at home? Now, that was surprising. That's part of the reason. Because you figure the home field's worth three, and you know they're only four. So people, I don't think it's so much confidence in Miami. I think it's people still do not believe in the Kansas City dream. I don't know. They're, they're, they're a decent football team coach. They got a nice defense. Tomba Ali, Bo Flowers, Derek Johnson. They're pretty good. So that's yeah. a solid pick. Taking the Chiefs 49ers at the Washington Redskins when you least expect it. That's when, uh, you get nabbed right in the backside. The 49ers have been the surprise team all season long. Redskins coming off a couple of horrible performances. Come back and redeem themselves. John back now in his third game back. Doesn't have a great game, but he starts to get his, uh, Sea legs, if you will, and the Redskins pull off the upset against Jimmy Harbo and the 49ers. Game three, big dog. I almost went Arizona on the Rams. Almost went Arizona Cardinals over the Rams, but then I thought, you know what, my guy Steven, what's his last name, Spagnola? Steve Spagnola. Yeah, I like him. The Rams could win that game. So I'm going to go Baltimore and Pittsburgh. I'm going to take the Raven on the road. On the road, I'm only giving up three points. I think Joe Flacco and company off that second-half comeback performance uh, they're going to keep the momentum going. The Pittsburgh Steelers are injured defensively. I'll take the Ravens and the momentum they got from last week to beat Pittsburgh on the road. That's one heck of a great Sunday night football game, Coach. It's not bad. Uh, I got the Steelers in that one, but that's that's going to be one heck of a ball game. The, the Ravens beat the Steelers as bad as anybody's. I don't know, maybe the scores may have been worse, but the way the, the Ravens beat the Steelers yep. in week one, it was the worst any of my 30, 35 ever. to 7. Yeah, but that that, that was week one, and it's not the same Steelers. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The Wizard of Oz, the voice of reason, has spoken behind the curtain. Big Uh-oh. dog, I'm living my dream right now because I got paradise in one hand, and I'm looking at producer extraordinaire David Olson, who's about to make his football picks. That's a quality, quality duo. Go ahead, Dave. I actually had a, I had a I had a tough time limiting this to three this week to tell Ooh. you the truth because I had like I had like five games okay. that I really like. Um, one of them that is not my pick. I think the Steelers are going to win that game going away. But okay. That's not one of my official picks. Uh, we'll start with that uh, San Francisco at Washington three and a half. Oh no! Oh come on! You're going with Washington the way they've been playing. Do you pick these in advance, or you purposely go against me? No, well, no. That that was you know what? <laughs> because the because of what okay. you picked, I always when I'm on the fence, I pick against you, <laughs> and it, and it works for me. Sorry. Okay. So I'm going with San Francisco on that one. Uh, game number two, uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati at Tennessee. Tennessee's a three-point favorite. I'm picking the Bengals in that one. Wow. You've been riding the Bengals a little I bit. I have been riding they've the been Bengals. They've been good for you. I mean, they've, they've been playing some good football. Okay. They've been playing some good football. And I think, uh, I think Tennessee is going to have problems putting up points against the Bengals' defense. I just have a hard time, Big Dog, seeing the Bengals at six and two. That would be a shock. The the Bengals have such a good defense this year, Coach. It's it's been really phenomenal. It's been, and they really have done it with limited offense, very limited offense so far this season. Okay, game number, number three. three. Uh, the Giants are a nine point dog at New England. The Giants have quietly become the second best team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. I am taking the Giants. Not bad. It's not, and they're getting a bunch of points, right? Like nine points? Nine points. Yeah. And their defense, the Giants' defense is starting to rear up a little bit. I like that one big deal. That's a pretty good matchup, Giants and New England. And the, the, the Giants are a really good matchup for the, the Patriots because the Giants can get a pass rush with four people on yep. a consistent basis. So yep. if you can get Tom Brady and move him off his spot, 
and then all of a sudden, you know, you can because let, let's face it, you're going to score on the Patriots' defense. It's yeah, it, it, exactly. And I mean, Eli Manning has quietly put together a career season. Did, did you mention it? Did you hear it in that Wisconsin John thing I said in five weeks? We'll be talking about Eli Manning as the best quarterback in football. I wasn't joking. I'm not kidding, Coach. He's he has played so unreal this season. It's and, and quietly, quietly, nobody's talking about the Giants. Nobody mm-hmm. is. No, that, and isn't that funny? How often does that happen when a New York team flies under the yeah, radar? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, 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 I mean, they're gonna they're gonna run away with the NFC East. They're run mm-hmm. away with the Maybe. division. We'll see. The Bears can help them a lot this week if they can win on Monday night and make the Eagles uh, three and five. Because if that happens, then I mean they could cruise into the NFC East Championship. I love when New York teams have to root for a Chicago team. It's a beautiful thing. Dog, we got to get out of here. Uh, Twenty seconds, thirty seconds. The final stand is yours. Any uh, items we didn't get to, or do you want to divulge what you might be doing this weekend? Uh, Coach, I will be on the river, so come on down to Water Riders nine fifty North. Kingsbury, that's along the river, folks. Thank you very much. Check it out. And on, on Saturday morning, Sunday morning, I'll be working in the garden, Coach, get my hands dirty. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, good luck to you. Would you like me to bring Paradise over to help you? No, thank you, Coach. Okay. I, my hands are full. Right, dog, have a good weekend. And Monday, we'll recap the NFL games and then uh, also preview a big Bears-Eagles game, okay? Funny to talk about, Coach. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Big Dog, thank you so much. David Olson, producer extraordinaire. Great job all week long. We will see you Monday at uh, 10 o'clock for the two guys at a mic show on the TalkSound.com. Have a great weekend, everybody.